Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with comic Blair Dawson. Dawson, how the hell are you? I'm excellent. Oh, it's good. Saturday morning. Actually, it's afternoon. Yeah, and you came all the way from Brooklyn, which I hear is rare. Yes, it takes. Um, it, <laughs> they say it takes an hour, but really, it's an hour and a half. Oh no! <laughs> and some people, like some comics, have been um, asking for transportation, and, and what I learned that is between Brooklyn and Queens, it's a car. Mm. So meaning they would like, like you know, a certain amount of money to be squired around by by Uber, and so like you know, it's totally reasonable. Uh, but you know, Brooklyn, like there's people like you who have the the hustle just to come out. You don't require a car; you're going to use the train. I compulsively say yes to most things. Okay. <laughs> well, let, well, let's test that theory real real quick. Where are you going to be on stage in New York City, and where can they find you online? Um, you can find me on uh, well, okay, so my website blairdawson.com. Blair Simone on Instagram, your girl Blair on Twitter, and uh, I think yeah, I follow you there. That's a funny handle. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. I couldn't get it cross platforms. Uh, Blair Simone is not available on Twitter. That's so overrated, much. right? <laughs> um, like cross platform listing, it's like we'll find you if you're funny enough. I see some uh, snobby producers <gasps> being like, if you're if you're not a cross platform, why don't you just quit comedy? Oh my lord! Like that that show that they produce must be just great, full of quality comics, if they are concerning themselves with that. I've seen other comedians complain about it, being okay. like, if I'm booking you on this show, just give it... <laughs> oh, no. I'm just like, uh, I don't... You're too organized then. Most com- <laughs> like, I feel like most comedians are just like struggling to yeah. do the bare basics. <laughs> and we'll talk about that with... So we're going to talk about self-improvement today. But other than that, where else are you getting up on, on stage in New York City? After they find you online and find your show dates. Uh, tonight I'm doing a show at the Goose Lodge, yeah. but you're not going to hear this in time for that. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm uh, going to send this link to you soon, so hopefully we'll get it out in time for the Goose Lounge. Yeah, 6 and then, Um And then Monday I'm going to be at Baby Grand. Okay. Wednesday, The Creek in the Cave wow. at 8 o'clock. That's the um, hustle. That's the hustle I spoke of. I mean, you just got shows every night of the week. I mean, that's the ideal. You know, book wow. me on your shows. I would love to do it. I'll say nice. yes to anything. You yes. say it's like a two-person crowd. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I love the attitude. And does that uh, influence your interest in self-improvement? Like, is any of this stuff, like I always try to say yes to things, is that more of a, you know, is it because you want to? Or is it because at some point you're like, I got to start saying yes to more things to make sure that I'm kind of taking advantage of every opportunity? Because if not, I'd rather just stay home in Brooklyn, right? Like I'd rather stay in bed. So I mean, like, it, like, if I are you stay in bed, I get really a, depressed. Yeah. So I mean, it, so is it kind of like a, you know, something that you're using as a, as an instrument to get out more and take advantage of more comic opportunities to like say yes to everything or just self improvement in general? Well, I love being busy. Okay. So, so I really like natural. respond well to structure. Oh. And like, oh, if I know I need to go somewhere in the morning, it's like, oh, I, those days are so much more satisfying oh. than if I like lay in bed and then I'm just like, wow, no one asked me to do anything today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, or I just, um, yeah, if I unstructured time, I feel like I ruminate. I have like a lot of neuroses. Yeah. So it's just like if I am alone with unstructured time, it's just like I'm fixating on things that's like not productive. Now, see, I, like a a lot of people, though, or, you know, people with less, 
I don't know, ambition or drive would let that overpower it. You know, the, the desire to kind of stay in bed and, oh, nobody's asked me to do anything. Let me ruminate on my negative thoughts. Like, have you always been one to be able to pull yourself out of that pretty easily? Or was there any point in time where that kind of won the day? That was the default setting of staying in bed. And For sure. Yeah. Like I've, I've always struggled with depression and then, uh, but I didn't really like have anyone kind of like helping me through that, like okay. in my adolescence. But then when I went away to college, I was like, oh, this is my like individual responsibility to oh. take care of myself. So it was during college that so, you decided maybe to go talk to somebody about it. Yeah. I was just like tired of feeling like mediocre if okay. that makes sense and so i was just like oh i have to like start putting a good head on my shoulders oh, you know God. it's like oh i yeah i really started to like reparent myself or i was really into like psychology in high school i like i would read psychology today and uh then i got obsessed with like podcasts in college at college and like long form interviews and, and there's some better just, betterment ones that you are fans of Betterment podcasts and things? Yes, okay. now that I listen to, but I would just always listen to like um, autobiographies as well as like yeah, uh, pre podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> long well, form interviews. Uh, long form interviews. I would always listen to those like Opie and Anthony, Louis C.K. interviews that were like hours oh. long while I would do homework. Oh, cool. Um, but yeah, it just really would help me. But Louis C.K. Louis C.K. has helped a woman. I just want to say that right <laughs> here, right now. He helped Blair Dawson with his little long form interviews. Look, you know, I'm not going to put it out on record, but. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you heard it here, folks. He's a great man. Uh, you know, at one point, <laughs> it did make me uh, laugh. Yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, there is something about, like, I, I would, like, listen to, like, a lot of misogynist comedy that I would, like, feel very angry listening to, but oh, okay. it would also make me laugh. So, yeah. it's just, So, that uh, yeah. is any of that kind of, like, how did that, that conflict resolve itself in your stand-up? Like, how are you tackling any of that stuff in you? You know, you, you found the stuff that mis was misogynistic, but it made you laugh anyway. And so you found out there's kind of a double-edged sword going on with some comedy material. And so what kind of stuff is making its way into your act as far as, like, are you being... Well, I, I just also think it's funny to say the thing you're not supposed to say. Yeah, so do you. A lot of times. Yeah, all right. Yeah, but I, I also, like, uh, I feel like I try to frame it in a way that's fair. Okay. You know, where it's like, oh, I can be, like, aware that this is wrong. Yeah. But I'm saying it anyways. Yeah, and then you can get a couple jokes out of it, too, because you can say something inappropriate. And address and you can, tension. Yeah, then you can go on the audience's side and, and say how inappropriate that was. Okay, and then so some of the, the, the self-improvement things that you are consuming, uh, do they is – some, is some of the stuff they're preaching stuff that you're doing anyway, which is – you know, taking it, you know, taking individual responsibility and actually going out and being busy. Because I, I think that a lot of the stuff I'm reading, or some of the stuff you're hearing from Great Depression or whatever, it's people saying you just gotta kind of fill up your day with things to get out of your own head. Yes, to okay. be present. Yeah. Instead of, uh, I'm reading a book called The Untethered Soul right now, okay. which is about um, consciousness. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, there's like seated consciousness, which is like, oh, I walked into a room and uh, I saw that there was a microphone, but I didn't think to myself that that's a microphone, that's a table, that's a computer. Right. It's like we just know it. And the yeah. things that we think about are um, just like passing thoughts. And a lot of times people uh, choose to like fixate instead of letting go of certain uh. thoughts. And um, the things that we fixate on are related to some uh, internalized trauma. Oh. And a lot of times we, like, 
build our lives around that trauma, like the trauma being like metaphorically like a thorn. And it's just like, well, don't touch the thorn. And uh, and then you're just constructing your life out of fear instead of what you actually want. It's just, just like, don't touch the, the thorn. Don't touch out. the thorn. Yeah. And it's like, you could just either let it go or like address the thorn. <laughs> yeah. Because then also you're less likely to grab on, to fixate on certain thoughts that are passing, you're saying. It's like the thorn that's causing you to fixate on certain things. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like right now what I'm working on um, within like my own self-improvement is to either let things go, like let my like, I have like a lot of rage, like internal rage. And it's just like, oh, I can either just choose to let that go or I have to just address it and talk to this person. So I'm like trying to figure out how to initiate difficult conversations, which I'm now just starting to do. You've been raging internally for so, you know, for a while. And so now you're trying to actually have conversations with the people who make you rage. Yes. Okay. And who's who's making you rage? Other comics? For sure. Should we we name them now? (laughs) Yeah. um, You know, okay, so... uh, Lucy K. <laughs> and so, um, I mean, so have you at any point, like, what got you to the point where you were starting to be like, hey, I got to have these difficult conversations to get rid of the rage? Uh, I think reading this book. Oh, good. So a self-improvement kind of book ha- has helped you, you know, trigger your self-improvement. Wow. That's pretty good. Yeah, That's what well, they're supposed like, to do. Cumul- <laughs> I, read, but... I read so many books on, like, uh, just betterment in general that <laughs> cumulatively I can, like, connect the dots. Oh, like, cool. I... Uh, read this book called Attached, which is about um, attachment styles. So there's secure attachment and then insecure attachment. Um, Insecure attachment is either expressed as avoidant or anxious. So if you're avoidant, if you feel someone getting close to you, you pull away. If you're anxious, if you feel someone pulling away, you pull even closer. Um, and And just like the way that you communicate based on these attachment styles is very different. Like, um, like as someone who's securely attached, uh, or they just like try to, they give so many examples of like the way to communicate and how someone responds. You'd be able to recognize their attachment style. Um, and if you want to like attract secure relationships, it's like, you need to be able to express your needs. Like a a lot of anxious people never express their needs because they don't want to like push anyone away. Um, but if you are, secure you like express them and how someone else responds is how you decide if that relationship is worth it or not so like everybody's always going to make mistakes there's always going to be conflict but if you address like well these are my needs and if the other person is like okay i hear you i see you i'm going to try to address those needs that's like a secure relationship and and one you should hold on to whereas like if someone tries to gaslight you and is like, I think you're being crazy and you're making this a much bigger deal than this needs to be. And it's like, oh, well, then let that relationship go. Yeah. They can't be there. They're not emotionally there for you. Yeah. Like, I think a lot of people are like, oh, it's my fault. It's my fault. I'm not good enough. But yeah. it's like, no, it has nothing to do with you. If someone is like not able to be there for you, that's on them and their emotional unavailability. And I, th- I think one of the things, and, and I guess I want to know when you judge that, because I think one of the brief things you said was, you know, people make mistakes and, and people, I don't have bad days or whatever. So like if you caught a certain person responding to you in a certain way because they're having a bad, bad day or, or they made a mistake and they're not necessarily a bad attachment style, at what point can you kind of make an accurate determination of what attachment style you're dealing with? 
Um, well, I guess it would depend on like, hey, that made me feel bad. And it's just like, oh, if they are like, oh, I'm sorry, I was having a bad day. It's like, then well, then that's like it. worth continuing. But that would be like a day too. Like meaning if you had made that, you know, you know, if on the bad day they had responded poorly and you just left, then you would never have the conversation where they said, oh, I'm sorry. I was well, a bad it would day. be on that person to like recognize that they were in the wrong and yeah. then eventually be like, hey, I'm sorry. Yeah, you better recognize around Blair Dawson because you <laughs> might just like diagnose you as a certain attachment style. And so how, does that extend to all relationships, familial, yeah. so familial friendship, romantic, professional? I feel like most conflict for me has been in friendships. Okay. Oh, wow. Because we're not really, um, you know, you don't break up with friends. <laughs> Where it's like, oh, Ideally, in relationships, yeah. you can have, like, clean cuts, but it, and you're just more forced to communicate because that's just what we've established in our culture um, in terms of, like, what a relationship looks like, right. but a romantic one. And then in our friendship relationships, I think a lot of times uh, we don't, like, confront issues head on. Yeah, because you're such good friends and you don't want to jeopardize. You know, you want to... You know there's going to be more opportunities to be do better, so it's almost like you just kind of keep it going without addressing the elephant in the room. Yeah, I would say um, I guess friendships are more like ephemeral. They, like, come and go without saying, like, this is over, this is beginning. Yeah, there's no breakup in a friendship. Right, so okay. it's, like, a little less clear. And and because you, you've recognized that those are the relationships that you're typically ha typically having these conversations in, is Blair Dawson the person who will actually break up with a friend? I have. Have you? Yeah. How does that conversation go, and is it hilarious, and has it made its way into your act? <laughs> um, and why not? <laughs> if I go to the Creek in the Cave, the show coming up on Wednesday, right? will I see you talk about you breaking up with your friend? Um, well, I've definitely had jokes about, like, a... Uh, explosive retaliation. <laughs> like, wow. Uh, and is that healthy, Blair Dawson? No, not at all. I'm, <laughs> I'm saying I don't think I've been like a, a healthy, self-actualized person until like two years ago. <laughs> so you got some sweet doozy stories from three years ago. Well, yeah. I also, well, I would like uh, have a lot of text fights uh, when I was a teenager okay. and like early 20s. Um, <laughs> and then there was like a friend that I had who was super toxic when I was 25. Okay. Um, and then we had this like project together and the day it was over, I followed her and I haven't spoken to her since, <laughs> wow. like not even at a party. And I think she's like afraid of me now. So, <laughs> yeah. And so you guys had kind of an explosive blow up. Not an explosive blow up. I just decided that she was a bad person. Okay. I don't want to talk to her. Wow. She, well, because I would like wake up every morning feeling like rage about this person <laughs> and being like, wow, I can't believe she said this about that person. Like, how could she do that? How she could, how could she like treat people that way? And just like, I just decided like, I don't need this. Yeah. And now I could go about it in a more mature way. Like I think um, at the time I needed to be black and white about it, but yeah. like, I think I'm trying to figure out how to not completely just like decide, no, you're bad. And yeah. <laughs> just Especially completely people cut who are, people out. Like, who are manipulative. It's like, they don't recognize the gray. You have to be black and white for them to realize that they can no longer manipulate, you know, they can't talk their way back into this shit. Yeah, I think uh, with this particular friend, um, I felt as though every interaction we had, it was like, oh, she would like belittle me. Uh -huh. So it's just like, I just can't interact with you. Okay. Or like, I, I think there were a couple of times where I tried to confront her 
Um, and then she would just like dig her heels in okay. even more okay. and kind of like point the finger back at me. And that's just more rage. And yeah, and it's just like the way that I feel when I'm around you, I just yes. like can't interact with you anymore. Yeah, I think in general you have to enjoy how you're feeling around the people that you choose to keep in your life. Yeah, always yeah. be mindful of how someone makes you feel. And that's perfect because we talked about self-improvement and it's nice that all these lessons seem to have just been embedded in you over time where you now are like a walking and I'm gesturing like emanating from her person is just all this wise sage advice and it's actually going to be pretty funny on stage right Creek in the Cave Wednesday Blair Dawson right? yes You're gonna all be, in that's yeah. the name of the show is 8 o'clock yeah. and she's all in at all times and she's going to maybe talk about the explosive breakups like the explosive relationships um uh, let's see I good? mean Maybe they're, well, kind of like uh, at my own expense. I don't, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't really like um, tearing other people down. Oh, good. She, <laughs> she, she's gentle. Like sometimes she'll say shit, but then she, you know, she'll say funny things on stage that might be inappropriate, but she will then recognize it's appropriate. So she's a little bit more gentle. So you can go to Creek in the Cave Wednesday and then they Come can enjoy my gentle comedy. Her gentle comedy. <laughs> that's that's kind of vicious, but then it's gentle. Um, or I, I'll say a dark thing, but I'm smiling, so it's okay. <laughs> she, she she can get away with a lot. She's got a, she's got a nice smile that she flashes and you're like, I don't know if I should believe that this smile is, is, is kind and gentle. But Blair Dawson, thank you so much. Thank you.